What's up and welcome to Party Invite, where we invite you to a gaming community of inclusiveness and diversity. Your party members today are Thomas Egan. Hey. Carlos Gomez. Yo. <clears throat> Debbie Hill. Greetings. And I'm your party leader, Chris Mowry. On today's episode, we're going to dive into our most anticipated gaming things of 2021. But first, uh, this episode will be released after our Among Us charity stream. Uh, so I just want to thank everyone for joining us and donating to Extra Life. Thank you to Crane Brewing for partnering with us uh, on that. And thanks to everyone that went out uh, to the tap room and purchased our four pack. Uh, I was telling everyone uh, the other day how exciting it is to see people sharing their photos of their four packs and of them watching the show. Uh, it really does mean a lot to us. So uh, thank you all for that. Um, yay! Yay! Uh, let's get into what we've been playing. I don't know that a ton has changed for a lot of us, but uh, let's get into it here. Devi, what have you been playing? Um, well, of course, I've been playing Ninjala as a brand ambassador of the company. I have to, Ooh. you know... Fancy. Put that put that out there and bring it bring it to the audience. So of course I've been playing a lot more of that. Mm -hmm. um, Overwatch just started their holiday event on the fifteenth. So week one is where you can earn the new Junkrat skin, and I think week two will be. Well, I know re week three is Roadhog. I can't remember week two, but basically what you do is you play and earn a whole bunch of prizes from holiday themed costumes and skins and stamps like that just by playing the game, uh, which is really cool. They also have some new modes which include a freeze tag and a Ooh. like a dodgeball event, okay. which is really, really neat. So I've been all up in that. And you can check my VODs on my stream for to see how that goes. What's the dodgeball like? Is that like a, is that like so a- So it's like, if you ever played the May Snowball Offensive, it's kind of like that, except That's where you really can fun. catch the snowballs now. Oh, okay. So oh, okay. you can reload from the piles of snow, but you can also catch snowballs that are thrown at you. And then, um, you know, you get the flurry ultimate where you just fire multiple. But you also get three instead of just one. So that's really cool. That's nice. Catching is, is it has like a one second cooldown. So if you miss, you can still be countered. You can't just like catch, 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 or just hold it forever. You know? <laughs> Neo. Um, stuff. It's really neat. And I like the, sm the, the freeze tag too. It's basically when you die, you get frozen in a block of ice and then people can like touch you to revive you. And then um, you continue on that way until the teams have been eliminated. So really cool moves this time around. Yeah, that sounds cool. Um, I like when they do. I loved Lucio Ball. I was better at that than mm -hmm. uh, uh, Rocket League for sure. So I like when <laughs> they. I like when they do those uh, those fun kind of modes. I wish they just had in the arcade mode. Just those are in there all the time, and you can just mess around in there. But I have a feeling like a few of those just wouldn't get the numbers in order to keep those up and running. I would think, but. I well, they're see, all available uh, cycling through the arcade in the during the Overwatch or the anniversary event. Oh, so if you ever played during the anniversary, they all cycle through the arcade. Oh, cool! Like every event, every holiday, every summer games, all of that, and you can re-earn the opportunity to unlock all of the skins and stamps, and uh, all the cosmetics that come with those too. It's been a long time since I've I've dipped my toe into Overwatch, but uh, that's good to know. When's the anniversary? When's the anniversary event? Oh, May something. Oh, wow. Oh, so it's, it's usually in mid-May. Yeah. yeah, it's in May. What I want to see is, uh, I mean, this will never happen, but I want to see a Reinhardt uh, arcade mode that's just modeled off of Griffball from Halo. <laughs> yes. I, I actually missed that game mode. I had some good times in college with that game. That's really fun. I mean, Blood Gulch is in Fortnite, so who knows? 
right? It could. I think it's normal now. Show. Oh my god, I forgot all about that. Yeah, that's a thing. That <laughs> I honestly tried to repress it. <laughs> uh, what, um, what else have you been playing, Debbie? Well, Sephiroth came out today, and there's an asterisk on that because the technical release date for Sephiroth and Smash Bros. is the 22nd. But there's a special mode that you can play. Um, it's a Sephiroth challenge mode where you face him as a boss, and if you win, you unlock him early. Oh, nice. And that's going on from today, which is the 17th, to when his actually release, which is the 22nd. So that's really cool. Doesn't, doesn't that just mean that he's out today? I mean... Well, the mode's not available if you don't have the Fighter Pass or if you haven't oh. purchased the DLC. I okay. see. Yeah. So you can purchase the DLC separately, of course, or get the Fighter Pass to automatically have all the fighters as they're released. And if you do either of those things, um, you'll gain access to the mode. Or the, the challenge. Super cool. Or you could just wait. <laughs> Five days. Um, I know, it's, but it's really cool. If you watch the presentation video that Sakurai posted on um, Nintendo's mm -hmm. YouTube, which is um, not recorded from his house. They're back to his office now, so that's cool. Yay for handling the pandemic. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he shows off all his moves and everything, and he looks like a really cool character. Like, his sword is actually pretty balanced. Like, it has range and everything, but the way that they temper and counterbalance that is really smart. Um, and I'll let you guys just research that on your own um, in case you're interested, because not a lot of smashes in the community around here anymore. Because <laughs> we don't do locals, but onto Spellbreak, which has just released their new chapters mode, like their first official chapter, because the ones beforehand were all of the prologue episodes, and um, now their full story is starting to kick into gear, and it's about how the Spellstorm, which is like the circle of the game, mm -hmm. came to be, and so I'm really looking forward to diving into the lore on that because you can check out the lore on the wiki there's a whole bunch of external places like in overwatch where they have everything on the outside of the game like comics and and videos and everything it's the same way with spot break so you can just go and do that but i'm really looking forward to how they implement the story in the actual game itself so that's going to be cool i only just started so i don't know too much about it huh. and last but not least i have a new game it Ooh. is a battle royale slash moba so oh. if you've ever played Battle Rat Royale, you'll kind of understand. Mm -hmm. um, but it's called Eternal Return, and it is available on Steam right now for early access for free. Ooh. And you basically, you start out with your team, or it's like solo duo and trio. And so you start out with whatever party you have, going around the map and collecting resources that you can upgrade your, um, your arsenal with. And so that's the kind of Battle Royale of it. And then the MOBA of it is everyone has their own special abilities and the traversal is kind of like a MOBA. So it's got that same locked in speed, you know, where everyone's just moving at that same pace. Um, and all of the team fights and everything, the, the battling elements are like MOBAs. So like if you played hmm. League of Legends or um, Smite or Heroes of the Storm, you'll be comfortable moving and fighting in this game. It's just, if you haven't played any battle royales, then you won't, because you'll level up your abilities and everything like a MOBA, but you'll have to up, upgrade your weaponry like in a battle royale or find, um, you know, the, the epic loot, the legendary loot or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool. And it has like the kind of aesthetic appeal of Genshin Impact or Scarlet, what's it called? That Nexus. new game that was just announced. Nexus. Thank you. Scarlet Nexus. Definitely very Anamu. Yep. Um, very 2.5D. 
So I would highly recommend checking it out. It's free. The only thing you have to waste is your time. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting matchup. I remember, um, what was that 2K game uh, that came out right as Overwatch did? Battleborn. Battleborn. Was super MOBA heavy. Um, and I feel like, I thought it was a pretty good game. It just coming out at the same time as Overwatch was not a not a good idea. Yeah. Battleborn was a lot of fun. I yeah. actually really miss it. Yeah, that reminded me of that. I, I know it's not uh, exactly um, Battle Royale, but um, a, that's probably the most MOBA-heavy game. I did play it. I did dabble in the, uh, what was it, Paragon? I dabbled in that a oh, little. Yeah. Which they just released their early access for the spiritual successor called Fault. How about you tell me what you've been playing? Uh, same stuff, but I beat Hades, and <laughs> that game's pretty sweet. Um, turns out, when you beat the game... You can play it more. It's mm. wild. Um, <laughs> I I am glad I beat that game because I did like what happens when you escape Hades, mm -hmm. uh, and I can't wait to do it more. Um, it, it really opens up. There are still a ton of question marks in my journal or whatever. Uh, of, of there's still a character I haven't even met yet. Um, there is a whole area in, in my like uh, item, like my gadget where I like choose whatever I'm going to take with me. My, uh, what am I trying to think of? Oh, your keepsake closet. Yeah. My keepsake, basically my accessory that I take that has a special ability. There's a whole section of that screen. That's nothing but question marks. So I don't even know what that unlock is. Um, but yeah, uh, without getting it in, into it too much, the game gives you the opportunity to, uh, increase the risk and reward to continue unlocking, um, the, the items, well, to continue unlocking items that are otherwise un... Uh, you can't get them any other way. But also, it opens up entirely new ways to upgrade your everything. Mm. And, uh, man, I mean, I am excited to keep playing. Uh, I'm really excited to do the mechanic where you basically gift people items until they really like you. I think that's almost my favorite part of the game. Like, I love the gameplay, but I love, love finding all these new dialogue things from uh, different gods and bosses and characters in the like hub in uh, the house of Hades. Uh, I just love that stuff. Uh, Carlos, you and I were talking earlier today about visual novels and because uh, you had mentioned that coffee, coffee talk. It? Yes. Coffee talk game. And uh, I asked if you thought I would like it uh, and you described it as, you know, a game that's like mostly visual novel uh, well, I liked Pyre, which was the game that Supergiant made right before uh, Hades. I liked Pyre. Absolutely loved the soundtrack. One of my favorite game soundtracks of all time. Um, just didn't like the actual like game play of it. Like where you're actually you're playing cosmic basketball. Basically, you have a team of three and you're trying to basically put a ball in a hole. More or less. <laughs> um, I did not like that part of the game right. at all. I didn't like a single thing about it, but I really liked all the visual novel stuff. And that's the first game I've ever played with visual novel elements. Um, so even though I only played like three hours of that game, um, I'm really glad that all that visual novel stuff carried over into Hades because mm. I cannot get enough of it. And it doesn't seem like there's an end anywhere in sight. It seems like there is so much for me left to unlock, so many dialogue options and little interactions. 
um, just for so long. I, I don't know. I've probably put, I've probably properly put like 25 hours in that game. I mean, I bet my play time says like 45 or 50 because I spend a ton of time sitting there listening to music while I walk around my house. <laughs> um, but boy, I, I sure love that game. I mean, I'm going to at least spend a hundred hours with this by the time I'm done with it. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited to continue playing that. As I've said a hundred times before, that was my game of the year for 2020. And I'm probably going to put even more hours into it in 2021. So yeah, Hades is like new game plus, 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 <laughs> times plus. So <laughs> to the, yeah, to, to the power of plus. So you're, you're going to have a good time, I think. Yeah. There's some sure. characters that I don't think you've met yet that I'm waiting for you to meet, and I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does yeah. bum me out, Thomas, that you never uh, got through Pyre just because you, you didn't like the, the, like, base, the, sportsy type uh, gameplay in there because a lot of a lot of Hades is them building off of everything that they've done in their previous uh, works it's just like mm -hmm. taking little bits of all of those and putting them into one package and um, for me at least it gave me a, a bigger um, like appreciation for their growth as a studio to be like oh I've beaten all these and i i've seen what they're taking um that game's great i i still don't know if i'm ever gonna get around to finishing it just with there's just constantly stuff to play so once it well, starts just, getting uh, in the backlog it's tough make it one of yeah, those games sure. that you just pick up like once a week and you just do a run because eventually you're gonna your character's gonna be so strong that the odds of you beating it are just gonna keep going up uh i mean i in my game, I maxed out. I can't spend any more of the darkness currency. I, there's right. nothing to spend it on. I have all of it. <laughs> uh, I hope there's a way that I can continue to use that because I sure haven't seen it yet, but I've, I'm going to keep getting it. Uh, but anyway, I'll, I, I'm not sweating that. I'm sure everything's going to be fine. Uh, but once I hit, once I leveled everything up, yeah, the odds of me doing better were, were much, much higher. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah just, just play like once a week, you know, drop in for uh, for a little thing i wish uh, i had a switch know. where i could just like if i was oh, sitting on the couch true. just like sit oh, there and did play you actually just say that out loud chris i did yeah. <laughs> i wish i had a switch yeah now i'll get the uh i'll get the uh the wish.com hey hey here's this <laughs> that's not a switch <laughs> i don't want that um yeah hades is a fantastic switch game and i'm very happy that I'm playing that uh, on my Switch. We're, we're in a position now. I'm trying to spend more time um, hanging out with Lizzie on our couch where we can both game and watch TV and stuff at the same time because when I'm over here in my gaming zone, I usually have headphones on. There's a wall. like We both have to lean back to see each other. Right. Uh, it's just not conducive to socializing with each other. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to plan my future game purchases on being able to be in the... Uh, in the living room since since i'll be able to stream from anything in the near future uh i think any game that i think could possibly be good in handheld mode i'm just gonna buy on the switch because uh i can either play it you know sitting on the couch with it in my hands or i can pop it into the slot i mean we have a switch plugged into both of our tvs so um no matter which one's in use the other one can handle a switch so uh i think unless it's 
like a big title that I think only my PS5 can run, I think I'm just gonna buy everything on Switch. Uh, you know, of course, assuming it runs okay, but right. uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm gonna like double my Switch library this upcoming year. Oh, yeah, uh, the disparity between handheld and and just going through uh, the dock is not that bad. Like, it really is. yeah, some games better in handheld mode. Yeah, yeah, I actually prefer right. Hades in handheld mode. That's just um, the same way. Because mm-hmm. there's like, I don't know what it is about like the refresh rate or something of the TV, but sometimes, like very rarely, there'll be like little little blips. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've had that with the sound too. That could also be our TV. But yeah, I, I mean, everything just works when you do it in handheld mode. I know people were uh, getting salty online when the Switch Lite came out and people, you know, for some people, it's great. For other people, it's not. Well, if it's not for you, then just don't buy it. Right. But for people <laughs> like me, uh, the only reason I, the main reason I even use my TV for my Switch is so that Lizzie can watch me play. Like, if I'm just playing for me, how most people play, then all I need is handheld. Like, 90% of my Switch play when I'm by myself is on handheld. I don't even think about using my TV. Uh, but anyway, Hades is good. And then uh, we're playing Stardew Valley again. We, we uh, booted up multiplayer for the first time a month or two ago or something like that. And uh, we had our friend over again uh, yesterday and played just another solid night of that. It's really fun. Um, I'm happy that we're getting so much use out of that game. Uh, there's not much really to say other than that. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to playing more Stardew here in winter uh, under a blanket on the couch. <laughs> Yeah, I think that this season is the best time of the like the year for like life sims like that, Animal Crossing, Fantasy Life, or Spirit Factory, Fair, Stardew Valley, Spirit Fair. Well, I mean, I mean, hey, I mean, I mean like life sims. Yeah, yeah, because it's just like that. Get the hot cocoa, snuggle under a blanket on the couch, and it's like <laughs> that the really bright gray outside, so where it's like sunshiny but like like gray, and yeah. like the, <laughs> the trees are all barren and like Hate ashen, it. and it's yeah, you you open up weird. your front door and you're just like. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like most Open of this door? week. I don't, I don't know about doing that. That's <laughs> questionable. <laughs> um, and you haven't beat Last of Us, right? You're close. Uh, cor- correct. We're recording on Thursday. Tomorrow on Friday, uh, we're setting aside our whole night to hopefully finish the game. We've got, uh, take this how you will, I'm not going to explain it, but I think we have the last sixth of that game left to complete. And uh, I'm six. really hoping he's crying through our entire stream. He's like, please donate. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so I'm really hoping to beat that whole thing tomorrow. Uh, if not, I mean, I've got all of Saturday until our among us stream. Right. Uh, but I, I got to knock it out. Lizzie's also pushing me to do that. So we can start cyberpunk. So, <laughs> oh God. Yeah. But once that starts, there's no turning back. So nope. uh, we got to get through it. So that's my life right now. Um, Carlos, what is your life right now? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I had a little fun uh, writing this up, I guess. But um, most of what I've been playing is the eShop, the Nintendo eShop, because uh, I got a chunk of uh, of credit, and I spent at least five hours like uh, going through prices and adjusting my wish list. Like, I forget if they increased the wish list size on Switch a while back, and I filled it up. <laughs> month ago uh, and so with all the sales and having i had a chunk of like 70 bucks on in credit damn 
And so uh, I did a, I did a, a little bit of finagling. I had points available, uh, or coins, whatever. Um, and so I ended up with World End Syndrome, which is a very anime um, visual novel. Uh, I ended up with Smash, um, Mario Odyssey, and Hades, uh, along with a couple tinier games, um, The Long Journey Home, and Paratopic which came out in 2018, but it, it was recent on Switch. Uh, Paratopic is a super short first-person horror game. Um, it, it looks... No, like, it's... it. They even say it on the eShop that it, you can technically get through it in, like, 45 minutes, but it's, it's retro in a very good way. It looks like between PS1 and PS2 graphics. Uh, it's kind of kind of perfect and it's got um it actually got some awards and stuff for its audio design and soundtrack i don't know if uh i don't know if you've ever um heard of i just now blanked on it i was thinking about it all day um oh man i need to there is a ds game there's a ds first person horror game oh my god i can't remember it i'm like the there we go thank you Says the person that actually played through it. Um, <laughs> Dimension on DS. There's Dimentium. like a super cool first person horror game, and Paratopic seems so similar. Um, and it, it was one of those titles that you're just like, you know what? Super indie developer. If I get two hour, hours out of it and I spent like a dollar fifty maybe on it, then that's worth it to me. Um, and it's. I mean, just going back to the good old horror days of, you know, the, the in-between PS1 and PS2 era, like Parasite Eve and Silent Hill and stuff like that, like, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, it looks like the, that kind the of game. The polygons on this are... Uh, oh my god, yeah. That, go to the eShop page, see. and it's so funny, but it, it's so great. Um, it looks perfect. And it actually was talked about in 2018. I never heard anything about it, but... Oh my god, this I, is like Ill Bleed. Yeah. For sure, like just look at it. It looks like a whole lot of fun. Oh my gosh! And it was on sale, I think, for like three dollars. But I, I used coins for it again, so I got I got extra discounted. Um, just made me super happy to gra to grab it, and I can't wait to play that uh, sometime this weekend. Um, so like, all that said, spending so much time on the eShop, uh, I am fully stocked for the few extra days off work that I'll have for the holidays and stuff. So nice. um, very excited about that. Uh, I'm about 12 hours into Cyberpunk. Um, I got through the, really the first major plot point, I guess. Um, yeah, for the people that know Jackie um, and, and Johnny. <laughs> that's really all i have to say i hope um and i'm really excited to, to play more of it i i spent the last like two hours or so doing the um again for people that have played it uh i did the cabbie missions for um the the I, i'm forgetting everything this week but uh <laughs> the the ai cab uh i did all those missions oh, oh where you, you're you like get delamain yeah delamain there we go you're just chasing cars, literally chasing cars for uh, about an hour or so, but I spent like a couple hours doing it because I kind of fucked up a few times. <laughs> but uh, it, it was really fun, um, and it's it's just one of those side missions that you're like, wait, 
this is a side mission or is this a main mission? And um, it's kind of intertwined. Yeah, it, it brings some stuff to the main story, obviously, but uh, it's got so many references to other things. Uh, I'll just say Portal, maybe. Ooh. Um, it's it's got a, so many references to other uh, little cyberpunk-ish ideas, uh, just in one side quest that it, it made me so excited. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was just driving mostly. Yeah, I was I did a side quest the other day uh, where there is a you're like kind of searching around in this lab and there is a Death Stranding Easter egg <laughs> right there and I was like oh my god uh, what um, I guess people have missed it and haven't seen it yet uh, so I won't give it away uh, where it's at but um, yeah it was just in the world I was like whoa that's interesting <laughs> and then of course. Uh, Death Stranding announced that you could get like a cyberpunk bike in uh, and do some other things in Death Stranding now. Um, oh, that's cool. That's legit. But uh, there Which... is like this will be breaking news as uh, as of this night, but this won't be breaking when we when this actually goes live. Um, but as of uh, about forty five minutes ago, Sony is pulling Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven from the PlayStation Store and offering full refunds. Oh shit! Um, oh wow. Yeah, that just happened. So uh, people are able to get those refunds. Um, PlayStation's finally being like, all right, we'll take care of it for you because people were trying and it wasn't working. Um, so they're doing that and they're pulling the game. I don't know. Um, the game will probably have to go through another certification again to go back up. On, That's an intense reaction. On PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well, just on just on PS4 or in, like the PlayStation Store in general? That's what I'm wondering. Because uh, I would understand them pulling it from the PS4, but not the PS5. Right. Yeah. Let uh, me... This looks like PS4. Yeah. It's probably PS4. an article that says PS4 owners. Yeah. There's. I mean, I think my PS5 is going to run it just fine if they didn't yeah. even oh, allow me to buy it. Like, let me make my own mistakes. Well, here's <laughs> the thing, though. Too, you're technically running the PlayStation. You're running the PlayStation 4 version. So. Uh, that's true. Maybe check yeah. and see if you can even well, play it. Um, Just let me make my own mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have the PS5 version for free, right? Because that was one of the things. When that it they... comes, yeah. When it comes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm still enjoying my time with that game. Um, there's, uh, I've I've heard some reviewers say that they weren't enticed to do the side missions or the side quests, and I am just like, I don't get that because uh, that's been my favorite part of the game so far. Uh, the main story is doing its job and doing its thing but uh the relationship building and the character building and the world building in the side quests are just amazing uh there's some that that um there's like actual side missions and then there's actual there's gigs and gigs are just like short like go here get this thing go here kill this person what have you those kind of things but the actual side missions that are its own like separate list are um Man, they are so good. Um, I'll find myself just um, kind of tracking one, finishing that one, going on to the next side mission, next side mission, next side mission. Do like five or six of those and then pop into um, a main mission and, and, and start doing that stuff. I've also found a very good um, way to make some money if uh, if uh, people need to know about that. the uh, Any beverages that are in the game, uh, any of the consumable beverages, which I, 
I rarely use consumables in RPGs. I'm just, my armor is my armor. My health regen with my item is what I need. Uh, I don't need a, uh, a beer that gives me five health and decreases my stability or whatever. You know, I don't, I just don't use them. Right. So if you get the drinks and you break them down, you can then sell those components and like double your money. So basically I think it's like $10 per, uh, per drink. If you go up to a vending machine, um, and then you can break those down and each one of those components is worth like this one's worth $8 and this one's worth three or $4 or $5. So you're, you're basically slowly getting your money up, but let me tell you, there's a lot of them vending machines. Uh, so did, running through did the street and being like, Oh, sweet. Let did me- you see all those memes from years ago that were like, it would be some dumb electronic, like jury rigged solution. And then it would say cyberpunk 2077. Yes. It'd be like, <laughs> it'd be like a power strip plugged into itself. And it'd be yes. like, cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, I just imagine it's somebody taking like a bottle of beer and just smashing it on the ground and, and like <laughs> them holding a smashed beer bottle, just like cyberpunk. Yeah. 20 <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get much better than the one you shared the freaking spaghetti noodles in the drawer. Like, and it, it, it like, like it does look a little bit like the, the shattered image cyberpunk. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. down for that. Uh, I will say, I will add at least that Cyberpunk is like the first game I think that actually made me actively okay with um, first person bike riding. Oh, really? Like, a motorcycle in first person is fucking crazy and I love it. Um, and it's relatively realistic. Like, if you think about GTA and stuff, you're like, nah, nah, I'm just gonna hit something and fly fucking forever. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, the bumps are really cool uh, in first person. Like, you know exactly when you're like, oh shit, that's the medium. Dun, dun, dun. And yeah. you're like rocking around. <laughs> it's so funny. And Driving like, in case you be like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like, you could, still, you could still wipe out pretty hard, but. Oh my God, I flew off the of an overpass the other day. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't make it about that, though. Like, yeah. GTA, you're like, yep, I am wiping out. I know, like, a minute ahead of time, I'm going to wipe out. But, yeah. like, you can hit 100 miles per hour in cyberpunk in first person on a bike and still be okay well you're like, part road in drift so, and stuff yeah um and the bike's kind of legit the bikes are well, amazing I'm seeing, video, I'm seeing some video of like the car driving because i've been watching mm-hmm. some people play like on twitch and everything just to get an idea of like what it's like before mm-hmm. making the decision to buy it myself eventually <laughs> um and they still haven't figured out car physics yet and it makes me sad uh so <laughs> yeah, yeah everything's a thing yeah, the, well, that and the cars are squirrely as shit. Like, the back end just feels so slick. Yeah. Um, but I will say... It's working all down the highway. <laughs> I I bought a vehicle that was even more squirrely on the back end, but it just made me realize I was driving incorrectly. I was like, oh, instead of slamming on my brake with... Or, like, tapping my brake with this vehicle, because it'll just make me start <laughs> weaving all over the road, I just need to let up off the gas a little, and I'll be able to make these turns. Um so that's yeah, like driving stick yeah. like real life. Uh, so that, that helped me figure that out. And I just, the motorcycles are amazing. Uh, I ride a motorcycle 98% of the time I bought a car and I'm like, I shouldn't have wasted that 30 grand or whatever yeah. it was. I, I, I bought my Akira bike and that should be the bike that I use for the rest of the game. And I shouldn't worry about it. Uh, because also riding the motorcycle 
I, I drive in third person, so I get to see my character more often. Um, yeah, that game is it's one just it definitely has faults. How are you experiencing any anything too terrible on your end, Carlos, or has it been um, mild? No, still the still the same for um, since the, the last time I played. It's I'm not I'm on the One X, yeah. so I'm not getting anything crazy um, as far as the pop and stuff goes. Like all the hilarious meme photos and, and stuff like that uh, of, of the definitely not loaded people. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had that one time and it was after I got done with the bike ride. I was, it was like 11 hours in. I had zoomed through like four burrows for real. And I stopped, I hopped off like real fast. And then I looked over at somebody and they were like that for less than one second. You're like, and they were good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just like, ah. And then I lived my life, you know. Kill yeah. me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say um, for people that are really worried about those things, um, at least on PC, Xbox uh, Series X, is that right? One X. The fact that uh, we have to ask every uh, time. X is good. Just, it drives me fucking way. crazy. <laughs> I keep getting mixed up. Um, it drives me nuts that that's how they named those. It doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, if you're playing on those or any higher generation consoles, it's a Fallout game. Like you're going to get those kind of Fallouty kind of bugs. Um, I did have a bug um, that I wasn't sure exactly what was happening uh, uh, twice. In my, I'm 37 hours in now, and there was a bug during. Wow. A... I haven't even put that many hours into Hades, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, I, I mean, I gotta, I'll check tonight. It was like uh, during a payoff of like one of those side missions that like has like a story payoff at the end. Um, and it was, I couldn't see anything. It was like, I, I'm not sure if my, if I screwed up when I hopped off the, I got out of the car and maybe I like glitched into the car. I'm not sure what happened, but I could hear them talking and knew the the gravity of the situation but i could not see anything until it finally was like oh sorry and like got me out of there um oh no uh which was a little odd and a little like uh oh, that's a bummer i was like ah eh, this it's a side mission i'm not too too worried and i had two people call at the same time have you had this happen to you carlos two people called at the same time and their faces are in the caller window just like melding together and, oh. like, and like both no, talking at the same time come in, but I, I only pressed the button once to answer so I, I have not had that like did you press the button twice no and you're like oh yeah sure i'll take that call and that one at the same so what happened <laughs> so what happened is if you don't press the answer the answer button it'll answer for you so something happened so where i think i was on a mission and some and and that person was calling me and I was like in an area, it was a Delamain thing. And this is why Delamain for me, I can't stand it and wish I would have never have taken his <laughs> mission because he's constantly calling me being like, Hey, there's a vehicle in the area. You should look for it. And I'm like, I'm not looking for your, I'm doing something else right now, man. But every time you're in an area of his car being one of his cars being around, he will call you. So I think I was on a main story mission or not a main story, mission, but some sort of side mission. And somebody was calling me about the mission, but I'd also gotten to an area where a Delamain car was. So it just like the game freaked out and 
they were like melding together in the window and like talking at the same time. And I am just like, Oh God. And nice. it's the Delamain missions for me are the ones where I'm just like, I wish I wouldn't have taken this. I could have said, Nope, sorry. I can't do it right now. Um, now, but for anyone that is listening to this and, and gets, when you get to the Delamain missions, just fucking do all of them. It's fine. And they're okay. great. And if you want to, if you want to explore the depths of your humanity, that's what the Delamain missions are for. Whoa! <laughs> if you want to Boom. feel bad for for uh, a car, an AI, you're gonna feel bad for a car and an AI. But like, you actually, a couple of them kind of get, they got me. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> I so wish I didn't have to. Cyberpunk, are we playing Cars the movie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it really gets into some fun areas with that. It's super cool. Okay. Um, Tell him he's like a car's in my area. Ka-chow! Like, <laughs> yeah, no, he calls you and he's like, "Hi, uh, there is a uh, car of mine that is in your area. I don't have the exact pinpointed location. You have to find it." And I'm just always like, "It's around me right now, and I'm doing something else. I'll just, I'll come back." And uh, I, I have. I mean, it. I think the the trips. I think overall, the trip for all the Delamain Del missions is probably like thirty miles back and forth between all the stuff. So I just hmm. did it straight up. Okay. Like right as you got uh, him, you just went went to him. Yeah. So obviously, I haven't played Cyberpunk, but uh, you guys talking about this, talking about the guy calling you up and being like, "Look around you, <laughs> like go yeah. find something." Uh, that makes me think of a better version of that. Uh, when I was watching Lizzie play Miles Morales, uh, one of the ways that they flesh out some of the, I assume they're side quests, but they could have been main quests. Everything just looks so good. I never knew. I don't know. That game's great, but I was the one who played it. Uh, anyway, there's there's a mechanic where you'll be sent to an area and you need to uh, find something in the area that matches a sound clip that oh, yeah. you've got. And it was really cool. Uh, I love that mechanic. It was a way to use environmental storytelling and cleverly show different areas of the city and different things. I mean, there was there was one time where uh, we we could not find this thing, but it was like, well, it sounds like a wind chime. And we finally realized it was like, oh, it's all the way over here in the corner of this big city block that you're supposed to look at. Mm -hmm. And it's like the entrance to basically Chinatown, like the equivalent of that in yeah. that area. Was um, it using the dual sense? Uh, Ooh, probably. I don't know on PS4. I, I can't remember. Cool thing if they did. <laughs> it, it might have been. Because, well, yeah, I'd have to ask Lizzie. She'd know. Uh, but I just really like that. Uh, use of storytelling with that mechanic because uh the fact that the game takes place in a city there's just so much around so making you identify very specific sounds was a really satisfying way to take in the detail that was in uh in the surroundings i mean like those wind chimes you would you might have seen the giant archway that they were in and been like oh cool awesome but to use the sound like that to to really tell a story uh, just like my cat's telling the story next to me here. Um, <laughs> I, I just really like that. Uh, also, uh, another thing about Miles Morales is uh, that game takes place in this time of year. It happens during Hanukkah and right. Christmas. And man, that made it just like really appropriate to have it. Like you walk around the city and everybody's like, hey, happy Hanukkah. It's like, oh, this is the closest thing to actually being in the city right now. Like it's closer to the real thing than the real thing. I will Social interaction. Right. right. I will say, Thomas, to that point, uh, I 
did not like the soundscape uh, pieces in uh, Miles Morales. Like basically, after I did that first mission, I'm like, I'm like, I'm I'm not gonna go find these. Uh, that's the one I'm doing. I just didn't. Uh, for me, I just didn't connect to. I get I get where it, what it means to the story, um, mm-hmm. but it's a side mission that uh, to me is go look for the thing, hear the thing. All right, you're done. Get out of there. Um, that doesn't really, it doesn't give me anything. Like, I guess, I guess you would get some experience for it. Uh, and maybe some tech points, I guess on, uh, Miles Morales, but I got the suit I want. So I'm not, that stuff isn't as big of a deal to me as making sure I'm getting the side missions done in this RPG that, uh, I could get, you know, some gear or a new weapon or those kind of things from, um, Mm -hmm. in cyberpunk. And that stuff is done very well in cyberpunk. I completed all the Riddler things for Arkham Asylum, so oh, I can't relate to that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> can't relate. For yeah. like one extra line of dialogue, I think it was. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, the payoff uh, on that was great. I'm going to get the Platinum to God of War, which includes going and getting all the Ravens of Odin, which, oh. I mean, I can vaguely tell what area they're in, but some of the areas are absolutely massive. So there's no way I'm not doing that specific thing without a guide. There's no way. Right. Well, you can listen for them. They have a specific audio cue. When so uh, that's true. But probably if the struggle there is that if I'm playing that, I'm probably, unless I'm streaming it, I'm probably going to be playing it on my couch without headphones. And I've noticed without headphones, it is way harder for me personally to hear that stuff. Because I actually, uh, when I, the, the first area I ever looked up the walkthrough for those ravens it had turned out that literally as i was pulling up the thing on the internet the thing was squawking at me and i didn't hear it until <laughs> I, I, I put my headphones on and i was just like oh i didn't even know that that was happening. oh hey oh so, yeah that illustrated to me i was like yeah i'm gonna need my handheld with this one so yeah, yeah. Some... I, don't, I really don't like to look stuff up but uh i think i'm gonna make an Ooh. exception for that i looked that i so i haven't looked up um, much of anything at all in cyberpunk, but a game uh, like a CRPG like Divinity Original Sin 2, I constantly look stuff up. I'm like, this puzzle doesn't make any sense. What, how, how do I think? And I would read like the first few lines and be like, oh, okay, now I get it. Uh, and then put it away. Um, some of those games you just need a guide for because it's like, how the fuck would I ever figure that out? Um, uh, I'm stuck on a, I mean, stuck's not the right word, but in Spelunky 2, the next shortcut I have to unlock seems impossible. It seems totally... In the first game, there was a challenge which is like, hey, take the key from the very first area through like 15 levels to to the person at the end who has the shortcut who's asking for it, which is a challenge because that game is all about picking items up and using them. But if you're holding the key that they need, then you can't pick up anything else. Right. Uh, in in Splunky 2, my current shortcut task is to take one of the hired hands uh, from... Well, it's to it's to get to her with a hired hand. And dude, those hired hands are suicidal! They're kamikaze all the time. I And I can't get them to like stay put and not jump in the lava. I just have no idea how I'm possibly <laughs> going to keep a, a hired hand alive to get to the shortcut. So if I don't get that this next week, I'm 
definitely looking that up because I've been racking my brain at work all week trying to figure out how in the world I'm going to solve that. Well, can't you, like, lift the hired hand? Yep, but I discovered this week that they don't like to be held for very long, so they will jump out of your hands. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I was going to do. I was like, oh, okay, I'll just carry them like I carried the key. But no, he did not like that at all. Yeah. Uh, I think because we're going to have funny. to get you on Super Mate Boy when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> well, Super um, Meat Boy Forever is different than Super Meat Boy. That's true, but I did actually this week after I played Splunky, uh, I ended my stream by playing more of the Celeste content that I haven't beaten. And I'm going to keep vibing on Celeste for a bit till I, till I clear that out. As the year from hell 2020 is coming to a close, our party topic uh, is looking forward to 2021 and our five most anticipated gaming things of the upcoming year. Uh, we'll each go around giving one uh, until we've done all of our all of our uh, five. And uh, who wants to start? Me, me, me. Tomas. Uh, <laughs> the person that wrote the least on there. <laughs> uh, I meet in our uh, our show notes. Uh, no, but I actually I have real things. Um, three of my things are just vague things. They're also the same things that I had last year and probably the year before that. But we can expound um, on those. So, well, because what I want, we live in the age of Fortnite, right? And I always want more crossplay. And just at the Game Awards that just happened, uh, we saw. Uh, Master Chef himself and Kratos um, get and The Walking Dead and a bunch of stuff. They're all in Fortnite now. Uh, you know, those are just characters, but I like how that symbolizes how Fortnite specifically has ushered in the age of crossplay. Um, because even though there wasn't like a hardware change, um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the upgrade to PS5 and Xbox Series X or anything like that. It was Fortnite that ushered in crossplay and once they did everybody else had to follow which is great because now that that is the standard and that it's expected you're going to see it more often and that means that people can play the same games that they own with their friends regardless of of what uh, platform they bought i i understand the console wars and all this stuff people are like oh look at these games or all my friends are over here on this console and that's why i'm going to choose it um but i don't i don't care about a lot of that most games I will play almost anything if I can play it with my friends. And I'm looking forward to yet another year of even more crossplay. Uh, because whatever we're going to do, I want to do it with everybody. Yeah. Um, I, I sure it, wish, the last wish list on that is uh, I wish the Game Pass, PC, and Xbox uh, functionalities, I wish those talk to each oh other a little bit better. God. Yeah, it's so uh, bad. Yeah, we've had some trouble, uh, especially since that's technically technically crossplay, but it is the same gaming service by the same gaming company so i don't i don't know that it is crossplay, but it isn't uh but anyway i want to see that stuff get smoothed out even more i just love being able to play with everybody all the time um so yeah that that's part looking forward and part wish list for 2021 yeah uh what's it um among us is on game pass uh as of today and i'm a little worried yeah. about how that's gonna how we're all going to get together and do that yeah. uh, uh, via the I'm Xbox sure the app. The servers will be on fire. Pretty much every time I've ever played, the servers have been on fire, but it worked out. Just takes a little patience. Uh, yeah, but, all you need, it's cross-platform, but all you need is like a code to get into the room, right? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we should be good there. 
So That's it's going to be fine. You don't I mean, have to like, really... add people with like friend codes or anything like that. It's just you enter a, a room. Private code. Same, same mm -hmm. as like phasmophobia, okay. uh, yeah. which I, I'm coming around on. I, I think I like that system of, of linking up because like the Nintendo Switch friend system, the Game Pass friend system, not good. Not good at all. The Game Pass system is terrible. The Game Pass system is so bad. I tried uh, to add someone when I was playing PSO2, and it took us for... I was doing this on stream as well. And so I think you might be able to... No, no, it's too old now. But um, on stream, I was trying to figure out how to get this to work. And he was like, oh, yeah, you got to add me to the friend pa or through the Game Pass. And so I went to add him to the Game Pass, and it turns out I was already friends with him on the Game Pass. And so it was like, well, I can't invite you through the Game Pass. Can I? Can you invite <laughs> me through your Xbox? And he was like, okay, well, let me try to send an invitation. Oh, we're not friends because we're not friends on Xbox. Okay, so then yeah. it was just like uh -huh. a whole nightmare. Uh, when, yeah. we, when, we did our, when we did our QuickTime event for uh, Deep Rock Galactic, which was on Game Pass, it took <laughs> us like a whole hour just to join the same party. You guys got it a little heated. Crazy. Dude, I was we getting so bad. pissed off. I was like, "This is <laughs> was... ridiculous." <laughs> like, why? I mean, my gamer tag is seven fucking years old. Like, there should be <laughs> no issues at all. It's like I, anybody I've, I'm gonna play with. I have played with. Like, just add me, and we're good. But no. Yeah. Uh, it's a disaster. Yeah, I, I got more to revisit about that. Uh, my next thing, but uh, who's next? Uh, Carlos, let's go. I mean, I'll go since oh, I well, there you one go. of the things on here is is uh, the evolution and future of online play, which can kind of piggyback off of that. There you go. There um, you go. I am looking forward to, as you said, everything merging together, being a conglomerate of gaming to where it doesn't matter what you get on what platform, you can still play with your friends. That's why I really like how we played Rogue Company. Like, mm -hmm. I think we all play it on different... Well, Chris and I play it on PC, but you two play it on PlayStation and Xbox, respectively. Yeah. Thomas right. and Carlos. And even there's some, like, party chat issues in that category, <laughs> which I hope that they mend for, like, everything. <laughs> Specifically, Sony, their party chat. Yo, PlayStation yeah. needs to turn off the camera. I need to give you a warning when it's picking up your audio because I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> it is the worst. But, like, um, I really look forward to the future where we don't have to worry about things like that anymore. Where it's just like maybe we can all just do the party system, the, the code system that Among Us and Phasmophobia have. And Jackbox Party Pack. That's what they do. Yeah. Those little codes. Yeah. Yeah. And that even works on, like across mobile too. Right. Yeah. So, that, like, that's a just picture of accessibility. Play. People can just play it however they want to play it, and that feels good. I think that friend codes should be, or or adding as a friend, is like obsolete now. You know. Um, yeah. The the gamer tag thing is cool. Is how you identify yourself, but needing it to add each other as friends when you could just jump into a party with a code seems kind of superfluous. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, but I, I wonder then what'll happen to like the old systems. Like if we adopt a new code system, will we not be able to add each other through old consoles? Like if you're playing on an Xbox Series X, Carlos, and like you want to add a friend on the Xbox One X, mm -hmm. I hate the system. <laughs> I hate this new system. Uh like, would you still send a friend request, or would uh -huh. it just be a code? Like, right. no, I mean, like the potential code oh. future. Would friend codes yeah. be completely obsolete, or would they still be around for <laughs> same platform? Yeah, I mean, and and it's not like Xbox has like Xbox has a great infrastructure technically for them, but it all relies on the developers. Like, they're not always gonna be on the same one track. 
So like, I feel like you're gonna we're gonna have to have it all come from the developer side before we can get it completely straight. Right. Yeah. And some and some of them just right. won't have the ability to like they're spending most of their yeah. money on the on the design aspect or or what have you programming and such. Um, so some of that might be, especially with like indie indie titles or smaller titles. Uh, I'd say be a little lenient on them about having those things, just because they don't have the budgets that some of these other other teams have. But I guess like, we could say that, and then there's Among Us, right? So like right. they figured out how to do it on the cheap. <laughs> I wonder then if that would come down to the, the like the studios having their dedicated server because the reason hmm. that real company and um fortnite and spellbreak all play so seamlessly across the platforms including the nintendo switch is because epic games have their own dedicated server and it's the same way for high res so paladins and smite um they all have their own dedicated servers and so i think that playing cross-platform without a code or without even adding each other well i think you still have to add each other's friends but Playing cross-platform because of that is a lot easier because the dedicated servers make everything like handling the connections a lot more convenient. Um, it's it's an actual network, it's an actual infrastructure. Whereas peer-to-peer just looks at like the different player, the ports of each player, like the mm-hmm. and connects them that way. And so you have to rely on their internet connection, their ping, their latency, right. and all that stuff. But dedicated servers just get rid of that. I, I feel so like Rocket League got a little bit to, better. Yeah, well, Rocket League too. Um, they have their own dedicated. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it just comes down to something like that. And, and to clear up something you said too, uh, Debbie, when you were asking callers about the Xbox, um, all of their consoles talk great to each other. Like you can just, like pretty much all of that's like their whole thing right now is if your friends on Xbox One and you're on Xbox Series X, you can still play together and it's fine. Um, that's kind the of UI what the they're same. going for. Yeah. Um, but uh, the yeah. disconnect I, is the no PC. Problems. Yeah. Yeah. I've had no problems between PS5 and PS4. It plays just how you want it to. Right. Which is nice. Except the party system. Except <laughs> the party system. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, yeah, some combination of it's new and I'm old. There's uh, weird, you know, my there's creaky like a, bone age of 30. Yeah, there's like a weird oh, groups thing now where like, me and four of my friends are just in a group and then instead of just like letting me know that my friend started a party it'll be like my friend started a party in a group and i'm like well what what why <laughs> do i need to be in uh, i'm in the group do i need to go like I'm excluded what's oh, the God. deal <laughs> like it used to just be easy where they would just it would just ping and be like hey your buddy started yeah. a party that means either one a party invite is coming in soon uh-huh yeah. uh or um, you can click that button and just pop into their party. But now it's like all, it's like they made it more convoluted for some reason. I, I don't understand. Yeah, bring back or move forward to room codes. That's what I say. That's it. Give me give me more pictures of Spider Man. <laughs> room codes. Uh, Carlos, what uh, what do you got for me? Uh, yeah, um, I think my point is uh, my 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 lowest of my highly anticipated things next year. Um, I'm really excited to be working on my backlog of RPGs uh, starting early next year. Um, I, we're probably going to post my blog about it like tomorrow. Oh, um, cool. But uh, 
I've got about a dozen RPGs to get through, and I'm only working on two of them. So I've got nine or ten uh, that I really want to get onto next year. Because uh, I fucking love RPGs, period. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, samesies. And all of these games that I have are 50 to 70 hours long, and I intend to fully take advantage of that. Um Happy holidays. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's definitely my point. Um, I've right now I'm going to be playing through the OG Fire Emblem and Cyberpunk. That I think that's literally all I have time for. Yeah. The remaining 2020, um, but yeah, 2021 I've got some from from this year, some from a few years back, like Nino Kuni on Switch. Like so many things that I need to get to, but uh, I will finally get to get closer to finishing some of these RPGs that I've been holding on to. And uh, most of them are on Switch, and I'm really excited to, to get back to playing my Switch. Um, not that I've really stopped. I mean, I've got like 10 hours in Hyrule Warriors and 5 hours in Fire Emblem. Um, so I'm not slacking there, but yeah. at the end of the day, I completed more than 20 games in 2020, and I intend to start fast next year (laughs) i will say carlos i commend you on your um stick-to-itiveness of like completing a backlog and like getting through it because my backlog it's it's not it's not climbable it's just as long as your beard dude yeah yeah, it just it's (laughs) yeah it is as long as my beard um it just is too it's too big and there's too much in there in order for me to even know where to start, um, to even set goals in it. I'm like, well, yeah, but this new thing is coming out. So why would I go, you know, like I just, um, I wait for those game holes, uh, where I don't feel like I have anything to play to end up going back to something. And those only happen maybe like once or twice a year, maybe. So there's, I, I almost just don't have the time. Cam would always say that he doesn't believe in backlogs uh, because he's like, it just stresses me out and I can't think of what I'm not playing. He's right. like, I can only think about what I am playing. And I'm like, it's man, true. that's a pretty good approach to it. They do exist, though. It's not like a... It's, you know, they are there. You just, if you don't, if you don't think about them, you know, it's not Like with me... My my thing is that I am not actually ever bored. I'm not that kind of person. Like, mm. I never say I'm bored. And so lucky. Uh, for <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's it's just about you know what is what is bringing me the most joy and what what do I see on that that line that backlog that will bring me my next good bit. Um, and if I can get through a few of these RPGs, I might actually play a new game next year. It's funny that you you are very good at getting through games, and also the genre you have chosen is the most difficult, <laughs> like the biggest challenge. Yeah, yeah. Props to you. There, there was a period there where you were coming out with like blog after blog, where you're like, twelve straight weeks. This yeah. week, yeah, you're like, and this week I completed this game, and I'm sitting here like, <laughs> I haven't completed a game in six years. Like, <laughs> yeah. Carlos will be like 20 years later. <laughs> yeah. Finally done with the third game of my backlog. Time to... <laughs> Finally finished uh, Nino Kuni 2. <laughs> for real. Um, for mine, kind of going off of yours, Carlos, um, 
I'm excited to finally play Mass Effect. Um, that was a game that I, you know, had watched friends play uh, when they came out, but just never really didn't connect with me. I wasn't really an RPG person at the time. And um, yeah, those uh, the fact that they're coming out in a um, enhanced or remastered ish edition um, is exciting, and and uh, I'm excited to see how that goes. The one thing I am worried about with it is the fact that they said that basically all the gameplay from one is untouched, just the same. Um, which, from what I understand, is a bad idea. Uh, so I'm almost wondering if I just start at two and go uh, from there. Um, maybe watch a recap of one. I don't know. I just I I'm excited to finally get a chance to dig into those and. Uh, See what all the fuss is about. You know what I mean? In seven days. <laughs> what, 13 years since the first one? <laughs> right, yeah. Um, Jesus. Well, just like every year, like everybody's like, oh, it's in seven days. And I see how many people say it. And I'm like, I didn't even know you played video games. Like, what is happening here? Um, so yeah. that had a, like a, a, a cultural impact that I missed. Uh, but I, uh, I want to give him a shot because uh, I, Honestly, like I thought, Dragon Dragon Age Inquisition was bad. I thought that uh, most yeah, of the I agree. I disagree. <laughs> I immediately was like, I don't give a shit about any of these characters. Like, do oh. not care uh, about any of the. I just thought the writing wasn't very good. Anyway, uh, that's me though. I know I'm wrong because that game won a bunch of awards. Uh, I did. I I gave it the old college try. It was just like, nope. Uh, so, uh, Chris, if you. So you're going to start with Mass Effect 1, question mark? It depends. Uh, so, like, when reviews come out for that collection, uh, I will uh, kind of listen to a lot of podcasts and things when that comes out, uh, some people that I, I trust, um, and kind of garner well, my gonna, decision that way, uh, if I'm going to start with one. Front, I really think you should just start from the beginning. I imagine the remaster is going to be pretty much the game we already see. I mean, the the first game is definitely a lot clunkier than the second one, mm -hmm. uh, because it's, it's it's a lot more like Knights of the Old Republic. I love that um, game. Well, then you're gonna love that game. I mean, I really liked Mass Effect One. It's just a lot clunkier. That's all there is I to mean, it. The proximity yeah. between it between uh, Knights of the Old Republic that's not very far off. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't that. Uh, yeah, but I I would just stick with it because uh, I had a friend who was he was a roommate in college he was going to start the second one because he saw me play the first one and he was like man he watched me play the first one and then go to the second one and he's like dude the combat in the second one seems way better i think i just want to play that and i'm like no 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 like you the story needs to be set up in the first in the first game like it is completely worth it the way they hype everything up and then you're you just have the rug pulled out from under you um and i think that's what set up the series you know at least the trilogy for success. So yeah, it, it's got some clunk to it. You know, the remaster I'm sure will be smoother, but it's not going to be a totally different game. I can't imagine. No, they, uh, they yeah, they've it, said it's not changing anything. It's just enhanced visuals. So it's it's yeah, not so really a remaster. It's just a up res basically. Yeah. Well, hit me up when you do that because uh, got a lot to talk about. Well, I think that's in April or May or it's spring. Sometime in the spring, um, that'll oh, be coming hope. out and. Uh, We'll dig into that. Um, I mean, that's quite an undertaking. It's three. It's fucking. It's fucking three games. Uh, three third games, uh, more or less. We'll see. We'll uh, see what happens. Put more time to it. Well, Lizzie did just beat the third game for the first time, like very recently. 
still holds up. I mean, it depends on if he wants to do all the side quests. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, so we'll talk about that yeah, later. Yeah, we'll get there. If there are soundscape side quests, then count them out. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I was not a big fan of those on uh, Spider-Man's. Um, Thomas, what's your next one? Oh, I wasn't... I guess I didn't learn how to count to four and I, I wasn't prepared. Uh, <laughs> uh, we talked about Among Us earlier uh, for a bunch of reasons. I mm-hmm. want more co-op and casual experiences, multiplayer experiences, like we saw this year with everybody at home uh, Among Us and Phasmophobia both specifically show that you don't need a huge budget to make an absolute hit success. Uh, Among Us, it's you know it's a two-year-old game. It won a bunch of awards at the Game Awards, which I thought was great. Um, but it's it's built by a small team, and it's pretty simple. It's it's the closest thing to a board game that I've played online multiplayer with in a long time. I mean, the most that I can think of. Uh, but you can play it on your phone. You can play it on PC. Now you're able to play it on Switch and Game Pass, which is incredible. Um, you know, and I, I had friends who played that with me this year who don't play games. They don't play games at all, none. Uh, but they did give Among Us a shot because they could play it on their phone for free. And uh, I want more experiences like that that just allow people to be social together um, in a way that you know people want to play the way that they're comfortable with. A lot of people get nervous about um, consoles because they don't, they've never used a controller before. Uh, you know, and then gaming on a PC can feel weird because, you know, like League of Legends, you put your fingers in a different place and it feels foreign. It feels pretty weird if you're not used to it. Right. Uh, you know, or uh, yeah, so just lots of examples like that. But Among Us being on your phone made it a lot more accessible. Uh, not having to mess around with friend stuff and being able to type in a room code really is another thing that makes that game accessible. Uh, and then that game is like, I mean, hand-drawn, basically. I mean, that's not, it. I don't think it's actually hand-drawn, but... It, you know, it's very artistic. It's not built mm-hmm. on great graphics. Phasmophobia was made by one person. It looks like it came out on the N64. Uh, <laughs> and it's great. That game is amazing. Well, I not love that, that game. Bad, but yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, I, I really enjoy it. it. It's the other day, I was going to play uh, Phasmophobia sometime this past weekend, maybe Sunday, uh, with some people in our Discord. But people had stuff come up, so we didn't end up playing. But I was like, well, I still kind of want to play this game. So I jumped into a random lobby, which is usually a big risk. Uh, and I jumped in with a squad of three people who knew each other. And it was great. Uh, it, it didn't hurt that they were our age. So, you know, it was a lot easier to, you know, communicate with each other. Uh, but it was exactly the social experience I was wanting with my friends. I just didn't know them. But I still had the same, you know, like, social endorphin payoff i guess uh but i love that like the fact that those games are so minimal the most important part about those games is that you're playing them with friends on a microphone um so i want more of that uh you know cyberpunk came out this year uh the last of us 2 came out this year animal crossing came out this year i mean animal crossing is only on switch but that's a real casual social multiplayer game too Mm -hmm. uh i just want more of that those things have always existed, but I want I want companies to double down on that stuff um, because even when you know COVID is over, the the need for this isn't going to go anywhere. I mean, it's only going to increase as people like continue to have screens in front of them all the time. Uh, being able to socially engage with people in a very chill, 
and or a competitive environment is awesome. I want more. And still pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, with everything happening like next gen wise, like you have the PS5 now, you have the the Series X, and then I guess you have like the new for PC, the next gen is like the new graphics cards and everything that are coming out. And I'm gonna talk about those a little bit later. But I really wonder what Nintendo's gonna do. You know, their console is what, three, four years old next year? Mm-hmm. It's three years old now, four, it's four years year. old and yeah. So I mean they came up with the new the new edition that has like the better battery life. Um a slightly better processor, I think. I can't remember exactly, but I know it has better battery life for sure. Um, and then they came out with their their Switch Lite. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what's next. Are we going to get like the Switch Pro? Are we going to get like the, the 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 new Switch, the new Switch Lite? All that stuff that they did with the 3DS. Like what what are they going to do? You know. Yeah, you got to you got to think something's coming from them either sometime next year or the year after. Um, I feel like year after might be a little tough. They they're always in between generations they always kind of sit in between the generation they don't come out with a new console right when the other new consoles drop they wait it out they're usually like a little less um you know graphics wise it's not going to do as much uh power wise it's not going to do as much uh, but that's not why you're going to nintendo for um right but i i think they need i i'm with you i think they i think they um need something like that for, for at least for the people um, that are these like hardcore gamers that have switches. Um, I feel like there's a, it's leaving a little something to be desired uh, and just like a graphical upgrade or like H like just another step for it. will will do a lot for it. I think. I yeah. Think too. Honestly, if they just released <laughs> like a, really souped up version that was affordable because the, th- the thing that impressed me the most breath of the wild looks great when it first came out it didn't seem to run great uh but it looks it looks wonderful and now i think it plays great i don't know what they did differently i don't know if they patched it or what but it seems fine now uh what impressed me was when mortal kombat came out it's a fighting game and you need it to be right you need it to perform the way it has to perform it's gonna be bad uh, or you're totally going to alienate like the really the serious demographic, uh, and it runs great. Uh, sometimes like it doesn't look as good, but that's because they care about the performance over the uh, visuals. So if they just upped their game and continued to run everything the way it is, but like you know if if in their next model they were able to run Mortal Kombat the way that we see, you know even a PS4 run would be fine. Just Nintendo, keep doing your Nintendo thing. I don't need your Switch to be a PS5 or a high-end PC. Um, keep doing your Nintendo thing, but just make it a little stronger. I mean, yeah. I'd be fine with... Come out with the Switch U, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Not literally, though. Yeah, please, Nintendo, don't. Please. I know you're listening to this podcast. Please don't do that. I, I, uh... Down, write that down! <laughs> yeah, because things like The Witcher 3 on Switch, like I'm not, I don't know who that's for. Like I just don't yeah. know who that's for. <laughs> like, um, part of like a big part of that game is the visuals and how great it looks and how good it feels to walk around that world. Um, but seeing gameplay of that on a Switch, 
That's brutal, man. I don't know who's playing that or doing that. Yeah, but... Outer Worlds got a bad rap too. I yeah, haven't same. seen it firsthand, but I was gonna buy that on on Switch, and nah, the reviews were like <laughs> steer clear. Uh, See, I'm... that's the thing though. Yeah. We're still waiting on developers themselves to fix things because look at at Panic Button. If you haven't watched Doom Eternal yet, do it. Go watch a Doom Eternal yeah, review true. on Switch. It's not great, but <laughs> the the frame rate is is still steady. Um, you can tell that the textures took a huge fucking hit, like yeah. huge. But it's still like PC low settings. It's not, mm-hmm. or or even medium sometimes. Um, it's it's not anything that that a PC master race person can come by and be like, huh, no, that's laughable. No, it it actually <laughs> is. It's running. It's performing like you can do basically everything you need to do to play the game. It's just not quite as satisfying. It's still most of the experience, though. So can you remind me, when you played Control with the Switch streaming system, like, whatever, how did that look compared to, like, I don't know, wherever else you've played it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Control actually was, it looked very good. That said, I played in performance mode, um, and I did find that it was significantly better um, with the motion blur off and the film grain off. The same thing that people are doing with Cyberpunk right now for the regular consoles. Um, And I do see that we've already gotten rumors and, and actual announcements that more stuff is coming via streaming. But with streaming, there's also queues to play. So that's not great internet um, connection issues like I, I mean yeah, yeah it depends but there's, on your, right. there's a literal queue which doesn't feel right at all you can't play a game when you want to play it on switch that's like illegal <laughs> 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 like uh, yeah, the game that they used to test it out in Japan was Resident Evil 7 mm-hmm. yeah. Right? yeah so that's going to be the next one that comes over uh, stateside I believe yeah, and there's rumor that three is possibly coming uh, as well, and that I don't even I don't even know. I mean, Control is a very similar engine, I guess. Um, but yeah, it ran well. It I didn't really have any issues physically playing it. There wasn't really any lag. But again, I was wired in. I had the gigabit uh, Ethernet adapter from uh, Bionic. Like I had literally everything in my favor uh, to play it as as well as possible physically with the with the system so i really couldn't say like i i know the that uh, somebody from our group actually reached out and said hey i got control after watching that video and i was like super stoked uh but at the same time uh she was like yeah it, it's not the greatest but i will blame my wi-fi you tricked me <laughs> yeah. like you charlatan <laughs> but at the same time it, it really is such a it, it's so dependent on your particular situation um so streaming is a little iffy stadia i did see uh playing better than project x cloud like there's still so many things up in the air for that stadia totally works so, it's, it's yeah. kind of wild exactly so like i think at the end of the day nintendo is definitely going to have to have that that system update uh i do have the v2 and the, the battery is definitely the biggest player. The processor isn't much different, but it is more like heat efficient. Yeah. So I haven't I haven't noticed gameplay improvements necessarily. So yeah, I've I've definitely been on the same track as you. I really think that 
the, all the speculation is probably right as far as Monster Hunter goes. Uh, oh, I I'm, hope so. That game looks I'm, so gorgeous. I would be so disappointed if we don't get the same like fidelity yeah. that we've yeah. seen. Because I absolutely freaked out when they when they did the the new 3ds uh, with uh, with that that Monster Hunter system. Uh, yeah. Like I still want that system. It's like two hundred dollars to get that 3ds right now. But uh, I, if they do that with with the Switch, I'd be very excited. Carlos, oh, the reason I, be- I asked that question was because um, we've seen through Control that the Switch can process mm-hmm. really nice yeah. graphics. So, like, what's stopping them? It's not yeah, them exactly. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's all you. <laughs> uh, my quick question, it's sort of a tangent on, on what uh, Carlos was talking about. Carlos, have you tried the Play With Touch, uh, like, xCloud beta on your phone? No. It is I wild. Have- I have no desire to. Um, I've I've talked about XCloud a bit, but and I've I've played not as much as I'd like, but it's really only there for Celeste and I think Ori maybe. But, yeah, but I, I don't even know if I'd play Ori on on Touch though. So what the problem is is that button. You who would play Celeste on Touch? Yeah, exactly. are you telling me that's a way somebody wants to play that game? That is a finesse game, and that's that, basically all that is on the system for Touch. Right? Dude, yes, fingers... it's all finesse games, which is which is why I don't like that. Which is why I'm like, I'm like this doesn't make a lot of sense. The only one that I could see myself playing, except the, let me go into the play with Touch thing here, because I'm trying to uh, make a point about what they're what they're doing with this. So play with t- this is crazy. I don't know how this is on there. Um, so it's Bloodstained, Celeste, Dead Cells, Dragon Quest Eleven. I'm not sure how that'll work since you have to read so much. The text is going to be so tiny. I mean, it's just tapping a whole lot. But... Yeah, um, that could be easier. Um, but then there's like Guacamelee Two, Golf with Your Friends, apparently Gears Five now, uh, Hellblade. No. Hyperdot, I can fell. I could see working. Indivisible yeah. could work. Minecraft Dungeons could work, but like Scourgebringer and things like that. Like I just don't see how Streets of Rage Four is on here. Uh, tell me why. <laughs> I could see you, play, you could play Tell Me Why on here because you're just yeah. clicking. No, I, I couldn't tell. Why. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, the one I I wanted to play, but the text was so small that I couldn't do it. Was Slay the Spire. I was gonna play Slay the Spire on my phone. Um, and do that. And then I thought, wait a minute, I don't have to play it on my phone. I keep trying to play the <laughs> yeah, touch play on my phone. You could play it on like a tablet and it would be much easier, uh, especially for oh. a card game, like Slay the Spire. I'm like, I get that what they're trying yeah, to do, but like it's for tablets, not really for phones. And even then like the finesse games should not be on there. Cause it, yeah. it, it works technically. Um, like I played a little, I screwed around mm-hmm. in dead cells a little bit, but you don't have the command of your movements like you do on a controller. Uh, I think Dead Cells well, is yeah. the closest you're going to get. You have like the the little peripherals that you can plug on either end of the phone, but at that point, mm-hmm. you might as well just be playing on your your console or your PC. And if you go like, anywhere yeah. away from yeah, a if router, yeah. if you go anywhere, anywhere away from the router, you start losing connection very fast. Well, um, this, this just plain so. and simple seems like Xbox's answer to the Switch. I mean, I talk about how much I like to be able to play in handheld mode on our couch. Well, that's just what Xbox is doing. It says, hey, your TV's busy. Great. Play on your phone. Play on your tablet. I mean, it doesn't have to be amazing. It doesn't even have to be as good as the Switch, but it gives you the opportunity to play without having 
a TV. True. Yeah. That said. Accessibility. <laughs> yeah. Definitely stability. Gears Five and Plague Tale, absolutely, absolutely unplayable. Yeah. I no way. tried many, many times on XCloud beta. Just not gonna happen. I was in the middle <laughs> of a boss fight in Gears Five, where I was, I was needing to to dodge roll, a lot, and it was not happening, and I was dying, a oh. lot. <laughs> so. Well, what yeah. is dying but the ultimate dodge roll? <laughs> if if they could figure out a way to make touch controls better for a phone, like make it more like track your fingers better, um, I think it, this could work and be, could be really fucking cool. But it, right now, the technology just isn't there. Just play with two styluses. Styli? Oh, styli? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Like, like wanna... just like... Yeah. <laughs> you make that video, I will... I will absolutely help. Yes. Cool. I got chopsticks, um, so we'll just... I, I need some tiny technology. Out. We got it. <laughs> uh, Carlos, what's your next one? Uh, yeah, I am, this is a quick one for me. Um, I am really excited about the medium um, because, honestly, I feel like this past year or so has been pretty bad for horror horror games. Uh, I always play every, every Resident Evil, so I've got them, you know. Um, but the medium seems to be taking full advantage of the Series X, and um, it's, it's one of those games that is trying a little bit of something new in the horror genre, and I am down for it. I cannot get enough of, uh, of creepy vibes, uh, creepy landscapes, and Troy Baker being a bad guy. Like, you can't go wrong. There if they go. do mess this up, then I'm going to be extremely mad, but yeah. <laughs> Troy Baker, great bad guy in uh, Miles Morales. He's incredible in that. Really enjoyed that. It was. I was like, who is also that? Also, really good bad guy in Stranding. Uh, oh, is he? Uh, that's him. Uh, yeah the the guy that runs the uh, the corporation yeah, yeah. that sucks. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> good for I that mean, guy. I, that's I, in I like that guy's voice. I just didn't realize that was Troy Baker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's. he's I really Baker. like his voice. um my number four for me is uh kina bridge of spirits uh from ember labs uh that is coming to playstation four and five and epic game store um got some some pikmin qualities uh some super incredible visuals looking just straight like a pixar movie um it's a game i'm most excited excited for next gen wise besides nba um, and, uh, it just looks insane and I'm excited to, uh, play something that gives me some Kubo, uh, of the two strings vibes. And, um, I, I just want more of those. This looks like a Pixar movie, but it's, I'm playing it, you know? My next one is I want more remasters, re-releases, backwards compatibility. Um, I am playing on my PS5. And I haven't even played a single PS5 game yet. Um, I'm playing all the stuff in there for my logistical reasons in the living room um, because I want to keep my PS4 in here. Anyway, I'm having a great time. But uh, what I like about that is that anybody who's never owned a Sony system can buy the PS5 and still have access to the awesome uh, catalog of games that I've been enjoying on the PS4. Um, I just love the idea of games that hold up in the test of time. I mean, they're, they're perfectly good games. Um, 
but they might just be for an older system that you don't have, you don't own, or for whatever reason, you don't have access to the game. I'm just looking for more of that, where people can play highly recommended games. I mean, even like Mass Effect. Um, I'm glad that e even newer audiences are going to have an opportunity to play uh, such a highly uh, acclaimed series. Uh, you know, like I said before, Phasmophobia straight up looks like an N64 game. It could have been, it could have come out <laughs> three years after GoldenEye, uh, but who cares? Because the game rocks. So if people are willing to play games despite uh, the graphics, then just keep keep these remasters out or these re-releases. I don't even need a new coat of paint on it. Just give me the same thing. Just let me play it on whatever system I own. Yeah. The Phasmo so, devs are going to come in and be like, Thomas, bro, you're... Stop. <laughs> Dude, it's... it's keep playing, but it doesn't look like 64, man. Come on. Uh, well, I mean, literally one dude made that, and it's his first game, so I don't think he'll be bad. That's funny. Like, I, I the, the... Like, <laughs> They're like, man, he keeps staying in 64. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally want them to join in this conversation. <laughs> He's like, listen here. So when you were designing Phasmophobia using the N64 graphical engine... What the fuck? that you were using? Yeah, right. And the, does the DLC require a rumble pack, or...? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> does there is there a cartridge version that you can stick into the back like in pokemon stadium like oh what are your plans for the future <laughs> um well i'm actually going to just go ahead and talk about the nvidia cards so i have an nvidia card right now the 2080 in my thing and when the 3080 was announced i was like i literally just upgraded like six months ago why are you doing this to me i don't have the money you're so mean nvidia stop trying to eat all of my finances but now they're coming out with i think it was if it hasn't been released yet it will be released soon, the, 30, the TI editions of stuff. So the 3080 TI will be coming out soon, which is going to be optimized, a little less powerful, but still more powerful than the original 3080 and also my 2080. Um, so I'm really, I'm really looking forward to entering the next gen of the PC, the PC race with, with that. And then um, all the other equivalents that'll be coming out, there's going to be you know so many from AMD and all the other graphic card people. So I'm just looking forward to seeing with the PC into the new next gen, I guess is the short way of saying that. Because we got the Xbox Series X 5. PC race needs to come out with all their new stuff so we can have our sparkly new advantages again. Yeah. <laughs> and not be fighting bots for every single purchase. Right. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Uh, Carlos, what's your number three? My number three is Monster Hunter Rise. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of the idea of Monster Hunter. I haven't played <laughs> as much as I'd like, um, but looking at what they're at what Nintendo's pushing for Rise, it's definitely going to be a nice uh, a nice meld of the the world version versus the the OG Monster Hunters, um, and the the fact that maybe just maybe we cross our fingers enough, maybe we will have a new system with that release um and it's it's just like just less than four months away um i'm really excited to see what what switch is doing because they are putting a nintendo's putting a shit ton of money behind it um they're talking about it way more than they normally talk about any games and capcom sure. is like all about it <laughs> and and even through the the monster hunter movie bullshit um i think rise is gonna come out as a, a very big winner um, it's going to sell a lot. And I think it really does kind of bring home the, the whole next-gen Nintendo f feel. 
Yeah, and I think I think a lot of that has to do with how the success of World and the fact that they decided to make a movie, however fantastic how, it is. Yeah, poor <laughs> the movie is. Uh, it'll uh, that's a big driving force, and that's uh, that's why you see so much. I, I feel like maybe that the game is great, but I feel like it's off the back of how big World was. They're going to push really hard, and with the movie coming out, they're also pushing very hard. Well, it also had a found great success in generations on the 3DS and the Switch. So I don't really yeah, think true. it depends so much on that, especially well, because I'm going to pop. World like... was their <laughs> highest selling game ever, right? Capcom's? Capcom's highest game? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I think it's pretty high up there, but the funny thing with Capcom is they always like extremely over-exaggerate their, um, the sales that they expect. And then they're like, oh no, that, that underperformed. It's like... Boy, it it sold four and a half million. Like, <laughs> chill out. Um, but I, I think, I think they they probably sold a good uh, a good three and a half, three or three and a half million copies of of the last Monster Hunter on Switch. So they're they're kind of in it for the long haul at this point. All I know is that Mizutsune better be in it. Monster Hunter Worlds, and I need Mizutsune right now. Monster Hunter World is their, is their highest selling game at sixteen point one million sales. Nice. So, wow. very big game for the game. Uh, sold more than Street Fighter 2, Resident Evil 5, Resident Evil 6, Resident Evil 4. Wow, a game performing a zombie game? Who could imagine? Crazy. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like yeah. an overdone genre or something. <laughs> that said, outselling 4 is an accomplishment. 4 is one of the greatest of all time. I mean... I, yeah. I I will always stand by that one, at least. <laughs> Maybe not all the rest, but four, yes. Uh, my third thing is uh, sharing more uh, video game moments uh, with my girlfriend. Uh, she's not a, a big gamer, uh, but with the uh, party invite happening and everything, uh, she's been more open to playing things and trying things out. Uh, we're going to play uh, tomorrow night. We're actually going to play some... Um, uh, some more Sackboy Big Adventure, and we're gonna. I'm gonna dive into some um, uh, Among Us, so that I'm prepped for Saturday and and ready to go yeah. for that. So, um, Heck yeah, just sharing more moments like that uh, uh, would be fun. Uh, just because I'm in my little office here with my computer and stuff, and the, and like you were talking about, Thomas, the separation and not being on the couch together, that kind of. Uh, gets to you so you want to be able to to share yeah. those things so uh doing more of that in 2021 is something i'm I'm very uh, looking forward to dude here here i'm i'm definitely looking forward to that too uh, and i were just talking about moving my system because like i'm in my own little office like across the apartment right and we have like space that we're not using in the living room but then i was like if i'm streaming or whatever then we'll disturb each other and so it's like this kind of double-edged sword it's like i want to see you i want to feel you and right. then yeah but the the background it's it's a whole thing to figure out so i'm right. really looking forward to um like it takes yeah. two and other oh, multiplayer yeah. experiences yes. that we'll be able to play together while also figuring all that out absolutely that one might actually change a whole lot of relationships uh mm-hmm. at the end of the day um and i i will say that definitely to add on that since we've talked about online play so much about uh 2021 um like there if it's a multiplayer game if it's a game that touts local multiplayer if there's not an online co an online opportunity that's really going to rub me the wrong way in the future battletoads killed me yeah 
I'm still mad about. I'm still mad about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I played through Battletoads the night it released. I was super excited and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But having only local co-op is a travesty, and that's the reason that that game didn't review well. I mean, you you can't expect that in the pandemic. Come that's on. not the only reason it didn't review well, but that is a big reason. It's yeah. a good game, though. Yeah, Stardew Valley only has. <laughs> has local multiplayer the two options are play over wi-fi or play over like the nfc thing but both of them require you to be right next to each other and i'm like dude yeah. i i know people who were playing i mean we're playing on switch so i would get it if they didn't allow you to do crossplay because there are lots of a lot of differences between the different platforms the localization but at least let me play with other switch people or if i let me buy yeah. it on pc and let me play it online well i'd actually i, I can't speak about the pc but I can tell you, uh, on Switch, you can only do local, and that does rub me the wrong way. It's a real bummer. Why We're is having a great time, but I want to play with more people. Yeah. Uh, you know what's not just local? Streets of Rage 4. Get it now. Okay, cool. That's all right. <laughs> uh, Thomas, what's your second one? Uh, let's see. Where am I? I said da-da-da-da-da. Uh, three games. I looked at the lists of uh, stuff that is coming out next year that game's radar article and three of the things that stuck out to me are darkest dungeon 2 really looking forward to that yep. i still have to finish beating uh the first one um but boy i sure really really like that game uh another one is dark pictures uh we still haven't gotten together yeah. because of covid we want to get together in person certainly i'd like to mm -hmm. to play the next uh not the sequel to man of medan but the next one in that anthology because they're all well, it's an anthology, so they're not related. Uh, so Little Hope is out right now, but we haven't played it. Um, right. But next year, um, hopefully we'll play Little Hope sometime soon. And then next year, the third one in that series will come out. And I'm looking forward to that, too. Uh, that was a great, um, a great casual multiplayer experience. That one, you could play either locally with five people, up to five people, or you could play it online with two people, which is fucking awesome. Uh, so I'm just looking forward to more of that. I, I love that kind of multiplayer vibe. Uh, the third thing I saw on that list is the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. Um, <laughs> the Stanley Parable probably came out in 2012 or something. Uh, that game is very funny. I think it's still the funniest game I've ever played by quite a bit. Uh, that game just had me laughing out loud a lot and uh, the Ultra Ultra Deluxe, it says, is basically a DLC to that game. Um, which That game doesn't technically need a sequel because that's a game that doesn't rely on graphics intensity or anything like that. So um, this is me telling everyone who can hear this to go play the Stanley Parable on PC. 2011. And then when this, uh, was 2011, okay. Wow. And then uh, play Ultra Deluxe uh, next year when it comes out. Really that game made me laugh so much. It's very funny. Uh, and, and funny games really hit me just the right way. I believe there's also like a virtual reality experience for Stanley Parable as well, right? Yes. You can play it on VR. <laughs> yes. Is there? Okay. Well, I got to check that out. Um, well, I'm just going to pick it back off of that one and say like all these video games that are coming out, I'm so excited about like the video game awards was like Halloween should have been for me. It was just candy, 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 candy. Gimme, gimme, yeah. gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> I need all of it. Crimson, Rise of Ashes or Age of Ashes or whatever it's called. Oh my god, I can't even wait. Yeah. I want to play Star Fox Dragons so bad. I yeah. want yeah. it. <laughs> it needs to be in my life Probably right more. now. Um, I'm really looking forward to 
Crimson Desert because I wanted to get into Black Desert, but then by the time I was interested in it, like it had already taken off and I didn't want to be overwhelmed by everything, just like with Destiny 2. I don't want to do all that. (laughs) Ain't got time. Um, I'm really looking forward to all of the new, like, Battle Royale stuff that's going to be changing up the way that the genre works. So like uh, Eternal Return, like I said earlier, really looking forward to diving into that. I'm looking forward to diving into the Scavengers um, because it's a, a Battle Royale, but it's like PvE, VP, VE, VP. <laughs> so yeah. um, there's like a whole bunch of different elements that just make it better than, you know, a hundred people drop it to a zone, kill them. Okay, cool. The end, uh-huh. you win. Right. Yeah. So just a whole bunch of stuff that I want to play right now and I can't. I just can't. <laughs> Touche. Where's, it's 2020. Where's my time travel? Where's my machine? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> uh, Carlos, what do you got for me? Yeah, uh, I think I'm actually combining my uh, top couple, actually. Uh, Definitely having this slightest sliver of hope that I can get a Series X, because 2020 just ain't it. Um, 2021, I have a chance. (laughs) So uh, getting a Series X is definitely one of my priorities, and um, I'm still super excited. Uh, I mean, of you course have I'd... one by now if you wanted to pay double the price and an arm and a kidney. Right. Oh, yeah. Ed, if, I just, <laughs> if I just drop $900, I could totally get one right now. Wow, who that's your answer. In a, who wants to live in a, in a place? I thought you said there was a problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you mean you don't just have $900 to blow? Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll piggyback right. off, of, off of Carlos's. And uh, my second one is, is obtaining a PS5 because that is a goal of mine in 2021. Um, hopefully you know, you sooner know what, than uh, later, but you know, you know what the PS5 princess. is, uh, you know what the components are made of? I don't. Unobtainium. Oh no. Uh, oh, why did I see a, that coming and it's still did have, just... <laughs> did we have two Avatar references here? I think we did. Oh, James God. Cameron, oh, please sponsor oh, no. the show. Oh, no. Please, please. <laughs> uh, Thomas, what is your most, the thing you're looking forward to most in 2021? Uh, I am really looking forward to building my stream because I've never properly streamed until the past like six months or so. Uh, but man, I really just have so much fun talking to everybody on, especially the Facebook page, but also in our discord. Um, sorry, Twitter. I don't like you very much. <laughs> uh, only like 20 people. I really just have so much. I get so much satisfaction out of talking to people online and, and making friends, uh, through our community. I met a lot of people this year through Among Us, and now most of those people that I met are somehow involved in our community. So now I continue to, to talk to them or play with them. Um, I'm just, I'm really liking that stuff. I have to admit, uh, the reason I haven't even installed my capture card yet, even though I bought it, like I got it like two weeks ago or something. I mean, I haven't set up any of the stuff I bought. It's sitting here, I'm excited for it, but I'm also nervous uh it's just a lot of stuff i always get nervous anytime i have to hook up my or open up my pc um or install hardware and stuff so i'm anxious but excited um so i i'm really wanting to learn how to do a lot of stuff like invest in myself learn how to do some video editing learn how to properly build and brand my stream like my personal stream and then to continue um you know being a community member and manager for uh for party invite i i really i just love talking to people about video games uh i wish that there was just like a a waterfall of money that existed somewhere 
that just appeared because I talked to people about video games. I'm like, hey, I talk a lot, so money, right? Right. Uh, so I don't know. We'll, we'll get there someday. I love seeing people uh, clearly be comfortable with what we're doing and themselves and all that stuff. So I love that. I, I'm ex- you know, if this is what a month and a half looks like, I cannot wait to see what we do next year. Um. Gosh, I know you guys are tired of hearing me say this, but I'm going to pick it back off of Thomas's. Because <laughs> I actually do have, um, it's funny because he didn't write any of his down and I wrote all of mine down and they just happened to segue perfectly uh, together. But um, as I have said before, it's Gung Ho Studios. They are responsible for um, Puzzles and Dragons, Teppin on the phone, and Ninjala on the Switch, as well as the game Let It Die, which is kind of like a Souls-esque roguelike. This isn't new to me, but it is different because I'm an online presence now. It's an online ambassadorship. So I'm like a face, but I'm not like the the, the body. Does that make sense? Like I can't mm-hmm. go to people and inform people about the thing. Um, all of my info and intel is going to be coming to me from them. Right. And then I'll have to, you know, present that in an amiable fashion to an audience. Whereas with Nintendo, I was like, I could literally just tell everyone everything that I already knew. So it's going to be a really interesting experience. And I'm looking forward to the future it'll provide for growth, not only for me personally, but also for like my stream um, on Twitch and on YouTube, because I just restarted my YouTube uh, because I'm hoping to bring more content to that as well. And it's going to be really different delving into that whole universe of representing a company while also representing myself. So I'm. it's going to be intriguing. I'm really happy about the possibilities of yeah, you That's know really we'd, we'd all love to see you cosplaying at a convention for it. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, you know. You already know. <laughs> um, although it's going to be hard for me to cosplay anything from Ninjala, so I might have to do something from someone else. We'll see what Puzzles of Dragons has for me. There you go. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> um, Carlos, most anticipated thing. Oh, I'm gonna um, have to. Cosplay. Weren't you listening? No, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, moving on. We have to go with Debbie. Uh, <laughs> no, I I have to go with Halo Infinite. Um, it would have been my most anticipated for this year, but you know, shit happens. Shit does happen. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I am super excited. Uh, this is the longest we've had to wait for a Halo game, and Halo has been, I think, overall the most impactful game that I've ever played. Uh, as a, as a series, um, it really made me who I who I am as a gamer for the most part, um, and bringing it back to a little bit of the the way back version of Halo uh, versus four and five, which I still loved four and five. Don't get me wrong at all. I am I am a Halo lifer, but at the end of the day, um, this is the quintessential Halo experience. We hope. And I really can't wait to get back to that. I hope it works out for you. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not so. I have a problem. Just heartfelt story, just heartfelt, just pouring the depths of his soul out. And then Chris is like, okay. Hope it works out. Well, I do. I I am not. It's going to be a great game. What are you talking about? I'm not high on it. So. I hope that you get the joy out of it. Let me just press F on my keyboard right quick. Just Please F. do, Debbie. Thank you. Thank oh, you. yeah, I've got it. F. F in chat. F, Thank F, 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 in F. F. <laughs> I think it's going to be fantastic, though. I I definitely... it. 
it obviously had issues in July, but that was, again, that was, like, alpha or even worse. I don't even know. It was it was a very bad version of what they had already. Right. Uh, obviously, multiplayer is going to be different, especially with whatever their new, potentially, Battle Royale free multiplayer is going to be. Is what it's yeah, gonna free be to too. play. Um, that means that they're going to be paying even more attention to it. And honestly, even though Halo 4 and 5 were both a little more questionable, 5... Uh, did bring back some of the more competitive parts of multiplayer. So, um, like, you 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 can only get you can only get worse in campaign or multiplayer. And I don't think that either is actually going to be worse than they were in five. So, hell yeah, uh, I'm, I'm looking up. <laughs> Do you think they have a stage creator? What's that? Do you think they have a stage creator? I honestly feel like they're gonna they're gonna have to bring back. A version of Forge, and mm-hmm. especially with the capabilities capabilities of the new system, yeah, uh, they have to be able to do so many more things. And I, they have the money, like you know, they're gonna have some more microtransactions in this whatever the battle royale mode ends up being. Oh, you know, they're um, gonna have a battle pass. Yeah, and oh yeah, like mm-hmm. Halo Five, they actually did make money off of the multiplayer stuff. So, and I never bought a pack, but. I know that this this upcoming version has to make at least a little bit of money. I don't even think that they released numbers for what they made from Halo 5, but at the end of the day, they're going to make money off this Battle Royale. So they're going to have the capabilities of of improving uh, multiplayer and potentially a forge in the near future. But I'm technically there for single player. Well, if they really want to make money, all they have to do is just hype it up for eight years and then release an unfinished product. (laughs) Boom! <laughs> <laughs> um, my number one thing I'm looking forward to most is uh, seeing what's in store for party invite. Um, that's us. That's us. Yeah. Uh, like Thomas said, it's only been a month and a half, almost not even yet. Uh, and it's 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 been exciting to uh, see people connect with it. Um, and uh, like Thomas said, uh, be more vocal in the group and, and things like that. So I'm excited to see what comes uh, in 2021. Uh, we'll be getting some um, review codes for things and and a lot more uh, really great guests. Um, so looking forward to what the future holds for uh, Party Invite. Very excited for it. You, if you can tell by my deadpan delivery <laughs> definitely is, is this where we say like share subscribe follow like and share subscribe no, no, this, follow this is where we ring the bell. this is where we tell chris uh yeah good luck with that yeah good luck with that <laughs> hope that works yeah, out whatever for you. you're doing so. <laughs> yeah, hope that works out for you but uh yeah i'm 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 really excited about it uh this all stemming out of the pandemic that hopefully is um coming close to an end uh with vaccines and things going out so um it's been a hell of a year it's been a hell of a year and and with uh 2021 and the vaccines going out maybe we'll be able to do some events get to meet and hang out with everyone um all that would be really really nice and i'm looking forward to it me too thomas what you got for that oh i don't i don't have a sixth one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what you got for a community spotlight uh, community spotlight i got oh, this right no. here okay cool all right so our community spotlight this week is lord chrome 
He's one of the newest guys. His first name is Jabari. Jabari. Boom, boom. He, last month, in, so for November, uh, he was actually our top contributor in the Facebook group, and he's only been in there like a month. A month, Bro, yeah. today, today yeah. that's like 70 plus comments on one post. Come on. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's great, and we're happy to have him. Uh, so he is Lord Chrome. You can find him on Twitch. He's at twitch.tv slash Lord Chrome 375. Uh, so that's Chrome, of course, C-H-R-O-M-E. Um, his little bio here he wrote for us is, My name is Jabari. I've been gaming since 1995. Starting with Sonic <laughs> 2 on the Sega Genesis. Oh, that's there's a period there. That's the end of the sentence. Uh, <laughs> started with Sonic 2 on the Sega Genesis. Since then, I've played a variety of games ranging from FPS, roguelike, sims, and story-driven. Video games have always been a passion of mine, and I love going into deep conversation with others. And that's the truth. Uh, we, Yeah, he, he's been talking a whole lot uh, in our Facebook group, and people like him are the reason that uh, it's really fun to check the, the group in the morning and throughout the day. Um, Absolutely. There, the, inter the internet has a lot of places where people aren't uh, supportive all the time. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, but I can firmly say that uh, our community is not one of those places, and it's thanks to uh, Jabari, Lord Chrome, and uh, and a lot of really other great people in our community. So, um, yeah, so go check him out. Uh, Lizzie and I actually watched him play the beginning of uh, Fallen Order, Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars game, the most recent one. Well, not well, a recent Star Wars one. Yeah, it's not the most recent. Uh, but yeah. We we lost track. We forgot that VODs only last like 14 days on Twitch, so we kind of the ship kind of sailed for us. Uh, but he's very new to streaming, and he said when I was talking to him that he really appreciates the support um, that he's gotten in in the like three weeks that he's been streaming, and uh, that it's rallied him to be you know to kind of put that support back into other people. And awesome, that was a really great thing to hear. So. Uh, Thank you, Jabari, for being a great community member. Uh, anybody hearing this, if you would like to uh, be one of our community spotlight uh, community spotlights, uh, DM me on whatever or, or party invite on whatever account on whatever platform, uh, and we'd love to learn more about you. Absolutely. Uh, and good luck with that. Good, good, good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> Debbie, you did such a good job last time. I'm going to ask yeah. you to do it again. Uh, will you let people know where they can go and follow us? Uh, yes, so you can follow us on all your favorite social media platforms. Uh, you can look us up on Facebook at, I believe, facebook.com slash party invite show. Or you could just, you know, search Facebook using the search feature party invite. We are the public group. Also, we do have a page, but if you'd like to engage with us and our community, please uh, add the group. Um, as well on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash party invite show. Um, you will find all of our little blurbs there as well. And we do, we get a lot of engagement on our polls there. So if you like voting, mm. Yeah. Get on Twitter. Who uh, doesn't? Also, follow us on Instagram, Party Invite Show. You know, we're, we're pretty ubiquitous. Um, we post some pictures there and get us a little insight about what you are going to be expecting in our current episodes. Follow us on YouTube at Party Invite Show. <laughs> is, it, is it Party Invite Show? Just straight up Party I Invite. I think it's just yeah. Party Invite, yeah. We don't have a... It's pretty much ubiquitous. We don't have a, a slash one that we... We don't. Okay, okay. So I was like, there's one that we're not party invite show on it. It's so it's YouTube. Um, and I mean, you might be watching us already there. Here, yeah. I so, hope so. Um, I hope so too. We have all the rest of our video content, our QTEs, our uh, quick looks and co-op events, things like that. Um, 
Also, we have our audio podcast on Spotify and on Apple Music. And if you need a refresher of that at all, please visit our link tree at linktr.ee slash party invite. Yep, so. nailed it. <laughs> cool. uh, no, it's just party invite. I just looked it up. Okay, it's cool. either or. And really, if you find party invite, you're going to find us, period. Yeah. That's just look for the cool. colorful, cool colored logo with the purples and the blues. Yep. Exactly. That's the one. All right, y'all. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we have a, a special episode coming for the holidays. Um, try to space that out a little bit so we have some content for you all during that. Uh, but we're all probably going to be decked out for that, by the way. Oh, I want to say best holiday. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever holiday you celebrate. Perfect. Yeah. We'll do that. Uh, but thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. See ya.